Black Compass, Black Compass Media back live with another one. Shout out to the people that's out there right now. Is going to see this. This is Bar City. All right. It's a little bit of a deviation from what we normally do, but this is an extension from what, what we into. All right. I want y'all to understand that because, you know, it's a lot of unsung talent in the industry. It's industry guys that we want to tap in with, you know, and uh, this is our imprint to do that. I'm joined here with my man, Cola. Chong, bro, brothers? what's good? It's your boy Cole in the building, man. What's good? Bar City. Amen. Some fresh new, you know, uh -huh. so like you said, Tone, you get the fans and people to discover and come upon artists that they never heard. Some have heard. And, right. you know, to delve in more into what they got going on. Because, you know, this oh, is yeah. dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So this is dope, man. This is a dope session. Everybody that's in here, too, make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all hit us up. Everything that we talk about, we always try. We drop. We're going to be dropping links. We're going to be, you know what I mean, making sure that y'all get all that because it's important, right? This is evangelism. This is hip-hop evangelism. This is what we do, all right? Cool. Now, with that being said, Cola, the guest that we have today is very dope. And I've, I haven't, like, and it's crazy to me because I was telling backstage, like, I'm kind of mad I didn't know about him sooner. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like. Shout out to everybody out there, too. Uh, we got joining us with the new project, which you're going to talk about. Manifest Destiny EP is out right now. All right. We're going to tell you how to get that. And we're going to tell you, you know, what time it is. But Connecticut stand up, man. New Haven, Bridgeport, all of that. Everybody boosting out of Danbury Mall. Shout out to y'all, too. Uh, we got a brother here right now. That's dope. Unsung. New dope project out. Without further ado, Cambada. What's going on, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bada, bada. Thank you, guys, man. Tony Cola, man. This is an honor to be amongst your presence on your platform, getting introduced to these people that may know me and may not know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, you know, it's a blessing that we could do this, man. Hey, man. I was saying before, it's like, like, I, I pride myself on being like, you know, I'm backpack bro. Like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm with the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the underground. Like, I'm I'm that guy. And for me, it's like, how, to, how did I miss what's going on right here? How did I miss this? So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's crazy. And I, I'm, I'm we're going to get into the project and everything like that. But, you know, I always like to start first with how everything is going for you. You know what I'm saying? We in different times right now. Uh, artistry aside, different times right now. Being a creative is very difficult right now, I think. But how is everything going for you, you know, just in, in life, in your journeys, what, what, you know, everything you got going on? Um, it, it's really interesting because uh, really the times are quite fitting for an artist like myself. Hmm. I had kind of a, a different path into hip hop, like a uh, most people, they have affiliations or they live in a, a central location like New York or L.A. or Atlanta or even some of the bigger places like Detroit or Texas to where they have more of a solidified foundation in hip hop. But mm. I, come in, I, I came up in Connecticut and, uh, you know, the urban slate is kind of small. There. It's mostly trees and suburbs. So yeah. it's a sub. It's a sub market. It's not really a primary place for hip hop artists to come up. So coming up, I really didn't have those connections and networks. I actually moved to Tampa when I was 18 and I, mm -hmm. I up my style kind of just satellite separate from hip hop, kind of just watching it from the Internet. You know what wow. I mean? 
Wow. It wasn't until uh, 2015 that I moved to the Bronx. Mm. I really just put myself in a position. It was like, you know, it was like going to college or or going to jail in a sense, because I was living in a six by six room. I was living in an office for four years. Like my, mm. I had my desk, my computer and my cot or futon. And it wasn't because I was homeless. It was because I was putting myself in a position to get the best work out of me. Like uh, I, uh, shout out to Nick's. Uh, my business partner, shout out to Eddie. They had me out there, you know, just going through the motion. It was like hip hop boot camp. Wow. Uh, however, my character, my personality is is I'm a very isolated, alienated, solitude, solitary person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so network networking has to be it has to come natural to me. I don't force nothing. I'm here on this planet strictly for the creative flow state. So everything else is extra. So um, that's that's probably why you haven't heard of me either is because I really started my hip hop journey in 2015 and I've been making moves, just some real specific moves. And and there's really no rhyme or reason. It's almost like some kind of divine prophecy that I even got to connect with so many dope artists through this time. I mean, um, dope producers, ski beats, uh, black magic. Um, I did a joint with Apollo Brown, uh, ski, uh, uh, just easy mobile. I was in the studio, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of legends. And then, um, I got to work, work with a whole bunch of rappers that mm. I wouldn't have the opportunity to deal with, which led me to loaded Lux, which is just, which ridiculous. is ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. that's, that's, that's crazy. Dope. But, but even, okay. So, so this growing up, right. Because mm. I think you learned a lot about a person by where they might've traveled. The things that they seen trials and tribulations you got connecticut new haven let's yep. start there the backdrop yale university you probably could see it from the crib yeah yeah but, yeah. but i i've been to connecticut and, and and to to new haven to bridgeport these are not sweet areas by any no, means no, 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 no. so so what was it like growing up there and how do you draw influences from that and from tampa you know what i mean well, for me, it was, uh, it was, you know, the basic, uh, you know, young black lost tragic trauma, trauma story. Um, you know, I was born in 1987, so I was really in the cusp of the crack epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. When you're all the crackheads turned to zombies. I mean, right. um, at the beginning of crack cocaine, it was a party drug. And then, then, you know, a couple of years later, all them people just start turning into, you know, friends. And um, so that's kind of what I grew up seeing. I grew up in a a a central drug house, essentially. Like mm. respect to my mom and my grandma because uh, my mom was functional. You know, I didn't have my pops, and I had a grandma who was real strong, and she, you know, she made enough money to support us. But I mean, the house was just a as much of a crack house as you could ever imagine. I mean, just you all you hear every night is. It's just, it was just pure chaos all the time. And I mean, mm. New Haven specifically, even though it's in Connecticut, when you have a, a place that has so many suburbs, once you do have an urban spot, that becomes like a cesspool. And it, and it had direct connection to New York. So right on the train line, you could jump on the train, come straight to New York. There's a two-hour train ride. And right there is the project. So really, it was mm. like a dumping ground. Like a lot of the New York hustlers will come to Connecticut and sell their product because they could upcharge you and it weren't mm-hmm. so really it was it was it was crack infested like like you said Bridgeport, New Haven. So 
that's where a lot of my 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 pain and my 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 where I where I draw my inspiration from is that first 10, 18 years of my life um was 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 a lot of it was a lot of beauty in it too like you know I was protected thank God mm. you know so I had a lot of various I wouldn't have changed anything because it gave me character but um yeah it was it was it was crack infested but it, it, it gave my story uh color and um you know thank god the, my my parents my they they were functional functional enough to where i didn't i didn't lack in any way but uh i i just once i turned 15 you know because i was a gifted kid prior to that you know what i mean like i could have did whatever i wanted galactically i was like i was like a child genius real shit but once I turned 15 and I found hip hop and I fell in love with it, I thought of nothing else. It was like, I'm going to be a rapper or I'm going to die. So, wow. you know, wow. I, I, I didn't graduate high school. I just threw everything away. It was like every other opportunity I had just didn't make a difference to me. I knew it in my soul that somehow. And then I moved to I moved to Tampa Bay because it was a way out. Like they had an audio engineering school in New in, in and even though I didn't graduate from 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 high school in a traditional way, I just transferred my I just paid like four hundred dollars and got a G. I got a high school diploma from Maine. They had like a website. You could just buy a high school diploma. So mm. I used that to go to um, engineering school in Tampa. That's why I ended up there. And I mean, basically, I lasted six months and it was just partying and rapping after that. But, you know, that's that's kind of what led me here but I, I will say you know i kind of went further hey, hey cambada your story kind of dope because to be honest i came up in the crib just like that yeah and to high school i got kicked out of high school and i actually had to go to and, and bought a uh a test from a uh a christian academy and graduated like that that's crazy to go to college. <laughs> the same shit that's great listen Listen, I went to I, the, 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 my diploma say Midwest Theological High School. It's a it's like a Christian academy. Yo. I went to a place, filled it out, had to pay like one fifty, mm -hmm. take the test, send it back, and then to be able to go to college. No bullshit. It's crazy. Yo, like how let's just say work. North Atlantic, North Atlantic Maine uh, High School or some shit like that. Yeah, same <laughs> shit, bro. They used to run that. That was a scam or something. I don't know if they do that. <laughs> I don't know if they do that no more. But listen, I, listen. This place. I'm from Chicago, so this place was in the city. I walked <laughs> to it, went in there, registered. She like one fifty. I paid, but when I get the test, I had to mail it off. Yeah. And then they mailed me mm. back the results, and then when they mailed me back the raw results, I, you know, so I applied for college like that. <laughs> Yo, real, Yo. real, real story, bro. Different man, and the, the 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 things like that do help shape us in our music and uh, and stuff like that, you know. And and you said you said you were hip hop became like I I have to do this, like this yeah. is not a you know what I mean. So what were the what were the influences in terms like stylistically and like. Who did you listen to where it's like, because everybody got that epiphany, right? Yeah, where you're like, yeah. I need to be a rapper right now. You know well, what I'm saying? Um, last night I watched the Biggie documentary. That's why I'm wearing the red and black uh, document. Uh, red and black Jack? Without With the your hat to match? With, well, I had to leave that off because I, ah. I had a haircut. So I got to show off the hairline. You know? right, right, well, right, 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 right. I feel you. I feel you. I'm 34 <laughs> years old. I'm proud. Yeah, proud of my yeah, right? So, um, you know, I... I Similar to how he grew up, I grew up in a house of all soul music, and I was mm -hmm. I loved it. So it was like I, I soul music, seventies music, 
Erica Badu, uh, Michael Jackson, D'Angelo, just, you know, that's all I needed in my soul. But um, I had a buddy, uh, shout out to Carlos, shout out to my boy Pat. I have friends that were more into the contemporary rap. And I also mm-hmm. had my uncle who was a, uh, he was a professional pop locker, you know, back in the day. So he introduced me to like Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One when I was younger. But that didn't really get me. I was able to emulate rap. So if I heard like the the Rapper's Delight or Big Daddy Kane, I just had the specific. I used to do acting and shit when I was a kid. So I could just emulate anything perfectly, like just playing around, you know, the whole rapping voice, the whole timing. It was just, you know, playing around. I, I just had the ability to snap into it. Um but it wasn't until I heard I, the, my first album was Ready to Die by uh, Biggie when I was 13. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, that obviously is the most perfectly executed album I think I've ever heard in my life. And he, he was a he was a prophet, man. There's no you know, I'm, I'm just like, there's no reason that dude was that a, that a, everything he did was perfect. He made no mistakes. Mm. And he died when he was 24, 25. So mm. um, uh, uh, Biggie. Then what really made me pick up the pen, though, because Biggie made me appreciate hip hop, mm-hmm. but he almost made it so perfect that it was, it was just like, OK, I'm listening to something that's so great. I don't know if I can do this. Right. Right. It wasn't until I heard Big L. because mm-hmm. Big L, he, was, he was he was a little bit more rough around the edges. His his flow was very uh, mathematic and mechanical with his syllabic rhyming. But he had the punchlines. Right. And, what that did to my mind, that, that that clever wittiness, you know, hearing, um, you know, fuck Beavis, I get nothing but head. When I heard that, it was like, wait a second. Like, wait I like second. what that does to my head. I want to attempt that. Right. So it was it was Big L, um, obviously the DMX, uh, Eminem, you know, Eminem, I think, is just so wicked. Um Jay, uh, it took me a while to get into Jay Z. I couldn't get into Jay Z until I was about. Oh, come on, by the how? With what, what was, was it? Wrong? Because my introduction was syllabics and punching, mm. and and Jay Z's style was so much more fluid, and he he didn't rest on any p- specific technique. It was just he was saying what he was wanting, and it was so above my head that that hip hop uh, that 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 street slang. That he was using because he was using a sophisticated street slang. It wasn't right. as it wasn't like a DMX, like who's giving it give, giving it to you direct. There's no there's no wondering what he's talking about. It wasn't until I till I got a little older that I appreciated Jay Z and it, it changed my life. Uh, once I heard uh, Hovey Baby, I'm so far ahead. Yo. You know, like you got to pass me twice. Look behind you. You know, that right there changed my my brain waves. Cameron, Cameron, Killer Cam. I mean, his punching was so overrated. I mean, I thought he was a gladiator. Gave a worry, now he's happy. Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> for breaking down words, just giving you the same word over and over again. And then he added in the colors of his cars and, you know, you know, car marmalade. <laughs> he, he, just, he was hilarious. He was low key like a, like, he was low key, like a twisted nerd or something. If you listen to Confessions of Fire and this nigga was talking about eating poodles with doo-doo and I just love that, you know? So uh, those were my original influences, I would say. But beyond that, the only thing I listened to 
on a consistent basis in soul music and seventies music. It's crazy because that that Hovey Baby second verse is one of the coldest verses. You talk about like we gotta rewind this. You know what I mean? Like he he did too much in that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it was crazy. So so the soul music influence. And then, but but there is, and we'll get to the, the project and stuff because I think it's important, but there's a level of astuteness that comes with it. Like even when, and like with the project, it's like, even when you get ignorant, it's still jewels in there. It's still gems in there. Like why, what makes you kind of follow that path? Because like you said, DMX, he's going to give it to you straight. Like yeah, he going, yeah. you know what I mean? He want to shoot you in the head. He going to talk, he going, I'm, I'm going to shoot you in your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's it. But what made you kind of incorporate the messages with the rhymes? Like, why is that important to you? So earlier, earlier when, when I was uh, first started rapping, it was more of emulation. Mm. I, I didn't really have the ability to dig deep in my soul and tell my story and, and, you know, speak from my heart and speak from my soul. I would speak from my mind. My correlation and my routine with rap was just to come up with bars based on the rhyme scheme. Every word had to rhyme and it had to be punchy. So right. more of a Cassidy style, um, who was also one of my influences. Um, but I will say that it wasn't until I heard like Lupe Fiasco, who's a, who I think is the greatest lyricist. I think Eminem's the greatest rhymer. Mm -hmm. I think Lupe's the greatest lyricist I've ever heard. And wow. overall, the greatest rapper is... Jay, obviously, J.R. Biggie, J.R. Mm -hmm. Biggie, like um, you could throw, you could throw, uh, you could throw classic DMX in there too, because nothing mm -hmm. really amounts to that. Um, but uh, Lupe Fiasco, the way that he, he, uh, he would mask his messages and gems and entendre, he really mastered entendre and, and being able to say this one particular thing, but without saying it at all. Mm -hmm. um, also, Nas is one of my my one. I, I forgot to say Nas. I mean, his ability to do conceptual. Uh, he he was he was the concept god. Rewind. Um, you know, I gave you power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just he he had the joint on Lost Taste where you're speaking from the womb, from the from the belly. Um, I mean, but yeah, I would say those those guys really got me into because I didn't want to preach. I hate preachy rhymes. Mm, that. that are just giving you historical fact and reference points and mm. they're speaking about black power directly and it sounds like you're preaching to me i i hated school and i really didn't like church it was it was just boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, it was just boring. I like the sermons at the end of church when the right. preacher's going crazy and i love the i love the choir i love the choir i love catching the holy ghost but i don't like I don't like things that sound too literary and too directly referenced. So to me, it's about also I'm not I'm not a saint. I speak from the I speak from the point of view of the sinner. So mm. that kind of and then I also have no in my music, I don't have any boundaries. So I'm not really specific to any religion. I'm not specific to any frame of mind, anything. Mm. It's pure clarity, pure like water. And but I also always speak from the point of view of the doer and, and the done too and the sinner and the, and, and the one in pain. When I speak from the God mind, that's when I'm in the process of divine revelation. That's when mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a tool of, 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 of the heavens, the higher powers. 
and I'm just delivering message based on the word. But it's not because I think I'm any better than anybody. It's just that when you're in that state of flow state and any artist knows what I'm talking about, you get these downloads and these bars to where it's like, yo, why? How did this come to me? Is this my mind? I know I'm not that intelligent. It just comes. You, you mm. lock into a, 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 a phrase couplet. Like if I say phrase couplet and I just focus on that word, on those words, you know, brain puppet, you know, you know. Just it would just keep, it would keep downloading all through the day until I come up upon something profound, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and, and I can't I can't say that comes from me. It only comes from being in that God state. So there's two there's a couple ways that I I, I deliver my message, but it's not to preach and it's not to teach, you know. Wow, wow. So how, so how did you initially come up with your name? Because you know, as an artist, you be trying to come up figure out what your rap name going to initially be. So was Cambada your first name, or was that you know what I'm saying? Was that the first rap name you chose, or you had another yeah. name before then? So my name is uh, Cam or Cameron, my full name. Um, and uh, so all once I started rapping, it was obvious they're gonna call me Killer. Yo, there go Cam, Killer Cam. You know right, that right. name is obviously taken. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to listen to a lot of Dipset, so. Uh, Obviously, Joel Santana had uh, Santana's Town. I was about 15 around this time. Um, and he had this. He said, old school like Bambada, no man's hotter. And right. I was rewriting it. I was rewriting the freestyle, but I was writing it. I remember, I remember he said, I have, a, uh, I have a whole collection, a whole collection. A whole collection, I, I, yeah. I got a fun right. collection. You know, it's a fun collection. You need gun right. collection. <laughs> and then when it came to the point where it said, I'm old school like Bambada, I... I was like, okay, bam, Cambada. And once I said that I'm old school like Cambada, I was like, oh shit, that's it. Because that's I grew up in a house where my uncle was a professional pop locker. He had this group called Electric Function. They used to like, that, that was their thing. And they used to pop lock to Africa Bambadas, you know, Zulu Nation, Planet Rock, right. uh, looking for the perfect beat, you know. So that it, it made sense because. Africa Bambada was a the was one of the creators of hip hop. It was right. it was Cool Herc. It was Africa Bambada. It was you know Grandmaster Flash. It was these those were the significant pillars to it. So I said you know I guess I'm the future. I'm the new. I'm gonna be the new wave. I'm I'm what's gonna build the pillars of the future. So it made sense. It also <laughs> is a popular name in South Africa. There's a there's a Cambada aviation station. Uh, the uh, Oh, that's all. Center. Also, a bada is a form of Indian currency in the streets. And also, a cam is a mechanic motor or something like that. So, automatic money, if you will. Also, <laughs> there's, a, there's a shillelagh, like wow. an old staff rod that the shepherds would have in Ireland, and it was called a cambada. So, there's, there's different etymological reasoning for it. Beyond just Africa Bambada, which tends to get a negative connotation because the allegations that go mm -hmm. along with Africa Bambada. But I don't know if any of that stuff is true. I respect the man for what he was able to do. I don't know what's going on with that other stuff, but it has right. nothing to do with me. Right, 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 right. Yo, that's that's a dope breakdown. That's Again, dope. It's, a dope, it's dope tone that he looked into other meanings for it to be able to, to tell us more about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the Indian money to the staff thing, like that's fire. I like that. 
That was that's very dope, man. Um, and then and but you said that after you know returning back, right? Like you went back up north, uh, you know, after Tampa, you get to the Bronx, right? And you get dialed into that scene. And shout out to Mickey Fax, he was up here. Shout out Rest to Mickey Fax, man. That dude shows so much love, and he's also one of the greatest rappers of all time. Like, mm. Mickey, man, I remember Mickey from the beginning, literally, he was on his joint with Drake. And Travi McCoy from the Gym Class Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that dude's been a scary lyricist since right. the first time I heard him, man. Genius. Pure genius. Pure genius. Yeah. Yeah. In college, we had the freestyles on him and him and Corey Guns at the deal. When yeah. he said, other day, I was busy sticking the rose. If she didn't sit, we still get pushed over. Not beat. I would have been with Ricky and Bob. But Huey and Bobby, a shotgun protecting my body. Can't let my eyes sleep. I memorized the whole shit. I told Mickey this. I had the whole shit like that was the dorm room era. But when you get connected, and I repeat to Fred the Godson too, but when you get to connected with that Bronx scene, you know what I mean? You that hip hop scene, that underground scene, like it, it sonically did that. Did, what did that inspire in you? Like, did that have a was that a sense of passion? Was that like, you know what I mean? I gotta step my my work up because you know the Bronx got the lineage, man. They got the hitters over there. Yeah, so you know, I grew up. You know, my level of energy is not like New York. Mm. You know, I, I grew up, you know, when you're intellectual, you can use your mind to get you out of things. And, I, you know, I develop, you know, I would say my my medium speed is would be considered lazy for a New Yorker. And mm. then I moved to Tampa Bay in a beach town, which doesn't help. <laughs> um, you know, because then I got into psychedelics. I got into, you know, just being outside mostly. I would only write on the porch. And the perfect weather out there. And, and I was able to take my time and really dissect the world. So coming to New York, that don't work. It's a whole different round. Like the speed of everyday transactions is at another level. The hustlers are at another level. You got to speak the language. You got to move. Like the, 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 the transportation system is different. Mm-hmm. Um, driving is different. The weather's different. So mm-hmm. just like if we want to take it down to a more elementary pr- principle point, if we have two animals if we have, if, or, or even a tree or a plant mm-hmm. in Florida, you're going to see different plants grow because of the weather circumstances. They have more sun, the air is different. There's more water. Um, in New York, the plants have to grow tougher. They know they're going to die for half the year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as much rich soil. There's not as much, you know, sun. There's not as much clean water. Like it's, it's a whole different realm. So the human, we're not immune to nature. You know, a lot of times we blame ourselves for shit. And, you know, I'm in a depressed state. You know, it's winter. I feel down. Well, yeah, like look at the trees. The motherfuckers is dying. We're not immune to this shit. So, yeah, I had to completely change. Um, but it's something that happens almost intuitionally it happens innately um mm. at first mm. it was hard to to adjust to it um but i really i really you know once i caught on to it 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 was it was because i was born in connecticut which is so close weather wise right still nothing no there's nowhere in the world like new york as far exactly. as the, the slate but what it did was it just it gave me a different level of energy when you're writing it, it depends on the air. Everything, everything makes a difference. The air you breathe, the energy around you. So I'm 
like most of my great works, I would say conceptual works from Tupac Murder Confessions to Grand Number Theorem mm -hmm. to Michael Jackson to all my greatest works, I, I could say I'd done while I was living in New York. Wow. I might have seeded them. I might have planted the seeds when I was in Florida, mm -hmm. but I kind of watered them and cultivated them to life once I got to New York. It was like, yo, I got to go because now I'm... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with all the greats. I'm in VIP with this person. I'm talking to this person. Mm. Um, when I first met Mickey, it was in the city. Um, you know, I remember, you know, meeting Lupe, meeting all, all the legends that I ever dreamed of. I was able to meet immediately, get yeah. on the same stages as them. And that, it, it does something to you. It changes you. And that kind of gave me the motivation, but it gave me a realistic sense of motivation. I knew mm -hmm. I had to compete with these guys. They have the, they, they, they got money. I have no money. Um, right. They have connects, networks. We had to create connects and networks. So I knew that my only way in is to do grand, grand ideas to be right. so nice that it's, it's undeniable. So yeah. for me, like, I spent a lot of my time in my little jail cell developing, you know, culture changing concepts that will continue to to develop, you know. That's what's up, man. And uh and shout out to my man Eat a Light, man. I'm a, I'm a, uh put up his super chat. He says, Suit the Kambada, been rocking with him since the visionary 08. I'm wow. sick. I'm sick. I'm sick like flu, flu like past tense fly that side. Like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Shout out this, to you like wow, that's yo, good. I was like 19. Bro, Those are bars from when I was in, you know, 19, 20 years old, man. You said some you said Cambada is 4D, my shadow is 3D. You see my shadow, you don't see me like I said. <laughs> I said, what? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, that comes from metaphysics, man. That's like, you know, my primary curiosity on this planet is bro, like, look at these tentacles. Look at, or why am I able to dream and create alternative universes? If, if even further than that, when I dream and I go to sleep at night, if I'm viewing somebody rap on a stage, that's my internal mind freestyling as somebody else in somebody else's voice. My, mm -hmm. my, my mind is able to replicate complete environments with the voices in the depth of that. Like, and not only that, like, okay, we can justify the sun and the air here, but what's to justify the light and the photons that happen in your dreams? So I'm like, I, this is my obsession. This is what makes it hard for me to sleep at night. So you're gonna hear rhymes like that cascading through my rhymes because that's that's my intention. It's not to tell no street tales. It's not to do none. Essentially, like on a selfish level, I want to get to the crux of like, yo, okay, this life and death shit. It's cool. We playing around. We all fiddling and faddling. But hmm. okay, what happens when I sleep? What's going to happen when I die? Hmm. What's going on here on this fucking planet, bro? Like what's air? We name everything. We don't really know. You know, so it's like, bro, like, fuck. And rap, rap is the perfect tool to get to those questions because of what happens when you rhyme rare sequences of words so we're bridging gaps like if i have to rhyme mechanic sweater uh i would have to come up with rhymes that come with that that might be word pairings that are so rare you wouldn't come across them in regular dialogue so mm -hmm. now it's forcing my brown brain to say how could i okay if i do that if I, 
oh bam now if you now if you nail it you're giving all a visual you're giving a visual a rare wrinkle in the mind of all the listeners that they never had no more you're literally changing the the potential of the imagination you know wow, wow. which is which is tone nice. and can buy a dope perspective because the human person think everybody's brain is supposed to work and think the same so yeah. anything beyond the same is crazy to someone not knowing that this is regular because so many people are of difference you know what i'm saying and minds are of difference which is something special. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at things like that. The same thing you said, I want to know what happens when it's over with, when you land there and you can't feel nothing. Or do you get a 30 seconds of of, of something going? I, I think those same things, which is crazy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even though you you would believe was in whatever you believe in, I'm pretty sure every human being in their right mind, especially up in their 30s at that point, or even early 20s when you had life-changing experience, then thought about things like this. I'm pretty sure. That's, oh, yeah. that's dynamic. Man, oh, yeah. man. So I think, you know, that it gives us a great insight into, you know, what goes into the project. You know what I mean? And and that that really sets the, the stage for, for getting into these bags. I, I just, I mean, after, so I, I watched a bunch of freestyles, you know what I'm saying? I watched the work and it's like, yo, this dude is like nice, nice, right? In our in our battle rap, because we, we mostly carry battle rap, right? as a battle rap uh, form loaded lux is the highest you can get you know what yeah. i'm saying like he's the guy when it comes to this thing right like he he said a lot of the he one of the architects of the building he'll tell you himself right so it's like you know how do you how do you get connected with lux especially at this point in his career and things like that like the work that kind of went into that and uh you know was it him reaching out to you you know what i'm saying like were you guys already had the connection or how did that work? Oh, man, it's a deep sequence of events that all stems from my curiosity in metaphysics. Um, you know, I grew up like everyone else, just watching. You know, I got all the Smack DVDs, so I remember mm -hmm. really Lux, nineteen years old, in the clothes shop battling. <laughs> I was sixteen, so I'm in high school watching this on our fucking big booty compact computers, like <laughs> media explorer, like yeah, you know, offering and shit. Right. It, it impacted me. Like, I was just like, yo, these guys are rapping on the maturity level. Like, why do their minds work like this? Like, you know, it's kind of like, damn, like, I have to be exposed to this somehow. Like, it's impossible to replicate that in New Haven. Like, it wasn't hard for me to be, be one of the best rappers in the state immediately as soon as I picked up a pen because there wasn't that many. Mm. So, like, if you're living in New York, like you have this advantage that every corner has the greatest rapper around the corner. So that, I mean, but I will say the how it got from there to there is um, once I got into psychedelics when I was in my mid twenties, mm. I really started researching um, metaphysics and it led me to Bobby Hemmett and Phil Valentine. Mm. Um, at the same time, I was doing music in Tampa at that same time I was in Tampa, there's a rapper named Joyner Lucas that was in Tampa. Mm. He was working with a producer named Kepera. Um, Kepera also was working with a rapper you might not might know named Stove God Cooks. Okay. Oh my God. So all of these, all of this is all of this is related because I'm in Tampa while this is happening. And that and that dude, Kepera, is who who first introduced me into the Kabbalah system. Because he was an understudy of A.A. Rashid. 
who is the guy talking on those West West Side Gun uh, albums. Right. right. So all of this is connected. It goes deep. So um, A.A. Rashid is who connected me to, so Kepper connected me to A.A. Rashid, who posted one of my freestyles on Facebook to a gentleman named Red Pill. Mm. Um, once I moved to New York, there was a, literally I moved to New York in November, 2015, and there was a, 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 a debate going on, a conscious, a black consciousness debate. Cause like I said, I was into Bobby Hammond and Phil Valentine. So it led me to Black Magic Channel, who's the producer on this album. He was the guy who owned the YouTube channel that I would put up all the conscious tapes, him and Sonetta. Um, so wow. it led me to this debate with Brother Polite and this Hebrew Jew. And at that time, Brother Polite was connected with Loaded Lux. Mm. I went to this debate and Loaded Lux came out and he was rapping. Um, I actually met Loaded Lux on that day. He didn't know who I was. I, you know, I remember looking, meeting him, taking a picture with him, like, yo, we're going to cross paths somehow, some way. Mm. And, um, fast forward, I connect with Black Magic, who was the channel. Like, I, I literally met him through Red and Blue Pill. They introduced me to Black Magic, Brother Rich, who owned the, the Black Conscious channel. And um, I found out he was a producer. So we did a track named Black Magic, which was the intro track to his channel. And because he had like 200,000 subscribers, that kind of made me lit. So um, it got me like a whole new fan base. And at this time, Lord of Lux was, this is when he was developing into the high level lyricist with, with, with the conscious thread throughout. Right. The That's when you heard him because he was involved. Like he's been, he's learned from a lot of the ma same masters that I learned from. Mm -hmm. So um, we ended up, me and Black Magic ended up doing the album. And he was like, yo, I, I, I'll see if I can get Loaded Lux on it. Um, originally, I think we wanted like, uh, we, we shouted out to like a couple of rappers. King mm -hmm. Lo, um, my song, but we, um, the only person that really got back to us was Loaded Lux. He was already involved in the circle. He mm -hmm. already knew Rich. Him and Rich worked in the, in the past. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we did a joint called The Goat Remix. You can find that video online, YouTube. Can't buy the goat, Loaded Lux. And then... You know, time went by. That came out. Time went by. Um, and I and this is when he was preparing for the battle when they were doing the loaded hollows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hollows. Yeah. Hollows. yeah. yeah. Oh. He, he was doing an interview with Brother Rich. Uh, was was asking him just about the dynamics of rap and music. And I, I remember meeting him out there. And at the time, I had a song out called called Shaka Zulu. Hmm. And Loaded Lux was like, "Oh, that Shaka Zulu is crazy." And uh, Hollow was there. I got to meet him. And um, from that point, he was like, oh, like, he, he, you know, I could tell, like, we might be able to work, do something else. And right. then, um, I would say May of last year, June, somewhere in May, June, June somewhere in July, Brother uh, Black Magic, the producer, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of confronted me and Lux and asked us if we wanted to do a project. And Lux, is, Lux said, yeah, he was like, let's go. So um, we knew that it was something that we had to take advantage of. So mm -hmm. we immediately got, as soon as a couple months went by to where, you know, he had to deal with, he had to deal with, I had eventually though, we booked the session. And, you know, this is for all the rappers out there. Like when you come up with these ideas, you have to execute immediately. Mm. If you do not, if you don't, it's going to, especially when you're dealing with, with goat level artists like Lux, he, everybody's trying to do something with them at all times. 
So it was really necessary that we just booked the sessions and got it done. Carpe uh, diem. From Carpe the beginning, diem. He, was, he was into it. And I think the primary reason why. So why why work with Yeah, Carpe why? Diem? Because you know Lux is it Lux, you know, you talk to Lux about anything, he's gonna tell you you need to go around the corner before you get across the street, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. But yeah. he, you know what I mean? So but so how did how did he just how did it be? It was like I, you obviously you're gonna seize the day, yeah. but to get in that that creative space because y'all have this this chemistry that we'll talk about with the album like how 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 did that happen where it was like boom i got it i'm, I'm ready like what was that conversation where it was like it's time bro let's go you know what i mean um you know what it really was i think you gotta imagine being loaded lux like and it's hard to imagine but um mostly everyone around him is 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 going to be talking about battle rapping it's a very aggressive community it's 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 a certain mind state and, and even to be effective in battle rapping it's a it's a blood sport you know what i mean like he can't be fully fully metaphysical in that realm because that that requires a certain level of righteousness like you you can't really straddle the fence in hip-hop it's more of a 60 40 split tops you mm. know so i think it's 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 just a natural energetic connection to metaphysics that he has that's that's what makes the the difference in his lyricism and the reason why he's able to play with entendre and words like that is because there's a mechanism in his brain that has this relationship with parallels, um, duality. He's able to his his mind is really good at pattern recognition, mm. and that stems from 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 a deep predisposed connection to metaphysics. And mm. me and him speak that language. It's like when we're when 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 we're in the booth, when we're when we're building, it has nothing to do with battle rap, it has nothing to do with the streets, nothing to do with gossip. We're trying to get to the crux of like, okay, words, like how do how do words develop out of nature? Where did language well, like you know, the differences in and why we're able to do this, the connection in the etymology and mm. how perfectly named things are. So it, it really comes from just getting back in that childlike state. Like he's able, we're able to have fun. You know, and that's really what it comes down. There's no pressure. So I think that's really what brought it out is that it's not battle rap. It's not yeah. street yeah. rap. It's not Harlem shit. It's not non. We're talking about that. Those we're talking about black magic. We're talking about, you know, metaphysics, you know, so that I think that's it, it, it still feels like I can hear the influences in it, although it does feel like something different. Mm -hmm. The production. Right. And we're going to get into the to, let's get into the music. Right. Because, first of all, Manifest Destiny's out. The project is out. Uh, it, it's on the, the site and the, everything for 20 bucks. We'll talk about that as well. But let's get into this this project sonically. This production is absolutely ridiculous. Cola. Right. Like we were just talking about Alpha uh, Alpha Mega. Like I, that that track right there with the type of intro. Yeah, then the black starter one, two, three with the flip on that, too. <laughs> God, like the, the production alone, it just that it feels important, you know what I mean? It yeah. feels like, like, so how did how did y'all working with black to put together the, the work? Like, did he give you the beats first, or did you already have the rhymes down? It was like, all right, I'm gonna get this one. Like, how did that work? Yeah, man, I'm glad you asked that, too. Shout out to Brother Rich, Black Magic. He's the producer. He's the mastermind behind these projects. Me and him did prior to this project, we did Holy Ghost One, Holy mm. Ghost Two, 
and this he's a mastermind and uh he's a he's an empath and he man his name is Richard Merrick. Like he is he literally if if he comes up with an idea, he's going to manifest it. You know, so that's how that's really the crux to how this happened. Is he's that middle point of energy that's able people trust him when you meet him, he gets things done, he's solid, his music is incredible because he it's he didn't he didn't do the music without us. Like each beat was he only made, I think there's eight tracks, but he only made nine tracks. There's one track that didn't make it on the album. But um he makes it generally while we're in the studio or I'm in the studio with him freestyling. So the 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 beats come directly from the emotion of that of that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's not like sending us a bunch of beats. So these are crafted and developed directly for the spirit of the album. Taylor is yeah. tailored for Taylor. y'all. See, that's and Cola. We talk. We remember we talk about that with artists. Like you gotta have a sound, right? Cola, Cola, rap. Have a sound. You know what I mean? That's what makes. Yeah. That's what make. That's what make music music. Because once you got your own sound in pocket, why change that when that's what we we look at you for? We want that sound. We don't yeah. come to you to be nobody else. Like he said, we don't come to you to be Nas. We don't come to you to be Jay. We come to you to be Cambada or Lux. You know what I'm saying? So right. That's always fire. But I wanted to ask you something, Cambada. You said you was a fan of Lux. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you rapping, so you feel as any MC feel like I can rap with anybody. But mm-hmm. just knowing Lux beforehand, knowing like, okay, now it's time to lock in. Over in this battle rap world, we look at Lux like the aura. That yeah. man is at a different level. What are you thinking going into the studio at that time? Like, okay, it's it's locked now. How my pen got to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what's crazy is that it's a lot like um, I'm, I'm a big fan of MMA and boxing. Mm. And, um, it's it's kind of like preparing for a fight to where it can happen at any time. You always got to be on point. You could be going through a divorce. You could be going, you know, whatever happens, you got to focus in at that moment. And at this time, like I, my, 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 my solo album, LSD just dropped in uh, July, July 21st on my 33rd birthday. And that album was a task. Like it took me four years to get that out. Um, So this happened directly after that. And I was also, when I moved out of the Bronx was right, right around that time I moved out of the Bronx back to Connecticut because, you know, uh, the rent is just crazy. Um, so it, it, it was a little bit <laughs> live in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, so this happened in the midst of a whole lot of transition. I'm actually, I was actually having artistic exhaust to where it's almost like postpartum depression after a woman has a baby or something and she goes through this depressive state. After you, after you deliver a project, there's like a, in order to, in order to then go through the promo phase, sometimes mm. it's difficult because in the back of your head, you know, God damn, like, okay, now they have it. Now I have to do this again somehow. <laughs> so, um, really, it was, it came at a time where I had to access this energy from within. You know, I, I, I you know, I didn't have a whole lot of extra bars. I didn't have no, I, I'm, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not always, when I write things personal, it's personal stuff. So I didn't have any extra bars for Lux. Mm. Um, so it came out of nowhere, but the feeling was just crazy. I mean, it's, and I worked with him before. So I worked with him on the goat joint, but that was a little different because it was a song I already developed and he was writing on it. Mm. So I already got to hear the contrast to a certain degree. Um, 
but I just did. I, I didn't know it was. Uh, it was there was there were some points that were a little intimidating. It, just to make just to bring it into reality, mm-hmm. um, the joint manifesto with us, the six meter joint. Um, so so that was basically that one and Alpha and Omega were were the last two joints that we did. We mm-hmm. knocked out the bulk of the album first because, as you can see, those were kind of different joints. So. Right. On, on that level, that's not as it's not the same realm if we're trying to develop a song because at that point it has to be cohesive. We have to we have to make compromises to to develop a good song. I can't right. rap for thirty minutes and give you bars if we're rapping about beautiful. Right. So right. Those the pressure is more so how do we accent each other? Where's the compatibility here? Um, and and like I said, a lot of this was done freestyle. So really. Um, we're buying studio time. We have eight-hour session. We throw on the beats for the first three hours. We're talking, smoking, jumping around. You know, it's <laughs> like okay, we got to get the song done. And right. you know, he has a particular method on how he creates, and I have a particular method of how I create. But you know, it's like a lot of times you're you're in this situation. A lot of it is jump in the booth, say what you got to say, jump out the booth. You know. So a lot of these songs are made on the cusp. So it, it kind of, mm. but with Manifesto, it was like when it came to writing that, I didn't really know where to go with it at first because my, uh, I guess my, my principle, my, uh, my foundational style is metaphysics. Mm. Like I like bars. I like hyper hyperbole. I like mind bending things, but listening to his flex freestyle, Listening to what this guy does, his normal his normal speed is just crazy. Right. So I didn't know where to go on on these joints, uh, with especially the uh, the manifesto. Mm-hmm. So I had to hear his verse first. Mm. I'm, I'm right, and I'm like, I, I remember putting some down, and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work for this because I gotta really hear where his blade is gonna go. Mm-hmm. So that one really, I had to wait. I had to wait to hear him first. And then yeah. once he once he started kicking it, I knew that I could I could do kind of a mixture of both divine biblical level writing and also giving people uh, just the shock value to say, you know, hey, here, I'm this un- un- unapologetic barsmith that doesn't give a fuck. Right. You know, but I can also, uh, you know, talk that talk with somebody like this. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and then with Alpha and Omega. If you listen to that, like that was all freestyle. So that was what? Nah, nah, don't yo, yo, Cambada, we got you up here. Don't start lying up here, bro. No, you can hear it. So the first there's no like yo, yo, yo. But it was we 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 he went in, he said the first bar. I went and I said the first bar, the next bar. He went and said the next bar, and it was like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Is y'all catching alleys all over the track and just yeah, you know what I mean? And the second verse was crafted differently. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it was, you know, it was overall, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it just leaves me wanting more. And, you know, it's like, it's not enough. Like I, I still want to go in with it. Like, yeah. you know, but I, yeah. I know it's legendary and I'm just honored that like I had the opportunity to really get it in. But I, I know like it's, it's a mutually beneficial because it, it's, it, it, it really forces you to have to, I don't know how fast he's created his other project, but to create a full project in like a month and a half is definitely a task. You yeah. know, it's not easy to do that. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and to produce this type of work, and I'm I'm listen. There, there's there's different levels of music, right? Now now, Cola he, Cola get in this car and all that, and he let, he puts his system up, you know, and lets the the Twenty One Savage and all of that play to the Young Dolph. I do the same thing, but most of the time when I'm when I'm at the computer, when I'm at work, or just if I'm on the go running errands, like and, I, and I'm locked in, and I'm trying to focus my mind, or I'm in the gym, I hear a song like slave to a master that that's what i'm thinking like like i'm a, from a slave to a master i'm the runaway slave they ain't capture like mm. that's what i'm thinking before i get in them board meetings you know what i mean oh, that, that messaging i feel like is important like so how how important was it like in the backdrop of what's going on today with police brutality and all the different systems that i think people are starting to awaken themselves to like, what, did it feel like, nah, this is right for the time? Or was that not even yeah. a consideration in your head? Yeah, that's essentially what it was. So we wanted to we wanted to accent what was going on without it being just some time time sensitive, right. uh, you know, kind of modern. Like, so it, we didn't want to, to write about anything that had an expiration date on it. So mm -hmm. it's not too specific. It won't work in, in the future. Um, so it, it was, it was about capturing the mentality and the feeling of it without really encapsulating the directiveness of what was happening at that, that without directly. So we sprinkled in lines, um, you know, quarantine, you know, what still travels your name. I had a joint mask on like a, you know, I had a couple mask on lines where I'm talking about where I'm basically referencing the COVID virus. Um, and he had a couple lines in there about the election, but it's yeah, it is about that that mentality because what slave to a master represents is we're in a time now where obviously the economy's collapsing, human beings are insane, the world has basically changed forever, and we're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs mm. uh, just kind of you know sift to the surface, mm -hmm. and everybody's got their own. Everybody's got their own now. You got your own channel. You you have to be able and from an artistic point of view. Everybody's going independent now. You know what I mean? It's like even the model of the labels is to make you appear independent. So mm. the labels now have sub labels that are independent labels. So you can have that view of, okay, the artist is handling this. This is grassroots shit. So everything is based on about having your masters. You're hearing about people either selling their masters or getting rid of their masters. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it is an awakening. It's, it's, it's a mentality. So to go from the street to a master literally is a it, ha it can happen right now with just a thought process. Right, right, right. I like that. You it's al it's always multiple meanings. Cole is always yeah. That, is. That's ill. I'm like I wasn't even but, on that wavelength, but, but I, I Tom, see how it could apply. Yeah. Hey, but Tom, me being a Lux fan, now mm -hmm. getting to know Cambada, just knowing the mind of what loaded Lux and how he lives and what he writes and how artistic he gets. Like mm -hmm. what he said on Alpha Omega, they freestyling. So you can only imagine that's real art. Like that's an artist. Right. Yeah. You ain't really being an artist and that's more than just a rapper. You in there because you got to really, that's like almost a mental fight. Because like you say, you got somebody of a Lux status and Bada, and I'm pretty sure Lux looking at him at the same way. Like if I play the same way, way, like he going to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, get crazy. So from, from an aspect of that, that like I say, the dynamics is crazy man it is man and and, and you know my I, you know i have all humility coming into it because i'm i'm rapping with a man that's his sword is so sharp i mean 
in comparison, I can't, he's been rapping with the greatest rappers of all time since he was a kid. Mm. Like literally this guy has songs with Method Man, you know, Method Man, Red Man. He's battled the greatest battle rappers. He's ciphered with the best rapper. I don't have, I don't have that experience. So it's like if we're fighters, this man's already been in the ring with, uh, you know, Mayweather. He's been in the ring with Tyson, Roy Jones. He has a certain level of experience in dealing with these kind of, you know, crunch time circumstances. Like his, 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 his hours, his, his, you know, his, his labor hours are, you know, tripling, you know, quadrupling mine. So I had to really rise to hit, rise to the occasion. To, to get on a level of somebody like that when it came to the aggressiveness. My comfort zone is 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 songwriting and, and just being imaginative. And I'm I'm more of a solo isolated. I don't have to share, I don't share my mic that much. Like you look at my albums, they don't have a lot of collabs. So um and I do do feature. I do a lot of features, but it's a different mindset. You know, so I'm more of a conceptual writer, you know. Right. So when you're doing these songs like this and you can't really anticipate what the next man is writing, because when when Lux writes, he's he he's got to be outside. So if we're having a, a session. He's you don't see Lux. He's in a whole nother world. So you got to almost anticipate, OK, how is this man going to come? How is he going to come on this? So if I if I wait for him, if we have a then that means I have to think faster Cause now mm-hmm. if he comes in and he does something crazy, it's like okay, I have to now top that. Okay, right, now I, right, right. I gotta think really fast. It, it's dope how he he writes and he thinks and he's outside, probably looking at the imagery, looking at the people passing by, and you know what I mean. And it's like he has his thoughts there, but you do your work in isolation, right? Like this is how you hone your skill. Like I'm, I gotta, I gotta hone in. I gotta get in my own like little frame of reference. I think that's dope. And that's probably why the project came out the way it did. Now on Ready Rock, you have the you know you have the auto tune with the chorus and everything like that. Yeah. You know, and, and and it was like all right, because in my head, right, and I and I feel like a lot of our, our fans are kind of guilty of this. We have a perception of mm-hmm. a battler, or not a battler, of a rapper, and who they kind of are when we hear the first little song. So it's like, oh man, he hit the auto tune. What are we doing? Like, cause at first I was like, what are we doing? But it's dope though, the way you blended that. You feel what I'm saying? So how did you like you you want to incorporate these different sounds? Cause that's more of a now thing. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and like, like what was it like even incorporating that into the mix? You know what I'm saying? It's uh yeah, it is that. It, it is, it is, I guess there's a the way that we use it in that is kind of contemporary parody. It's like, you know. Even when I did it, the voice that I used was like a sub tone. It's like, yeah. right? <laughs> I know, like that's like what these kids are essentially doing. Right. Like you have to, if you want it. It's a flow. It's a, it's a, it's a swag. So like, right? Really, what would I be doing if I was 14, 15 years old? Like. Mm. So a lot of us are very callous. We get older and, and we develop kind of a mindset artistically, like, oh, I won't touch that. But if the technology's there and you're having fun, why not? Like, I don't I honestly don't give a damn. Like, I want to, you know, I want to do everything. Like, so uh, I think it worked for that for that moment on a song. I have songs where I'm doing um, auto tune the whole time. Like, the purpose of auto tune is is actually dope 
It's just that it's been used in a manner that kind of, you know, kind of makes taints it a little bit because yeah. it's correlated with dumbed down, you know, yak yak rap. But really, like, you know, Michael Jackson had uh, auto tune on his voice, and uh, they, there's also another one called Melodyne that's able. You're able to select the notes and actually put them in the right key. So, I mean, Beyonce, every single artist used a version of this. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not fucking, you know, Luther Vandross. So, you know, <laughs> I need them training wheels. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, like, yeah, I guess it, well, it is kind of polarizing. But that's yeah. what I want. Like, if I guess if you're so callous that once you hear me do that one thing, if that's enough to make you not listen no more, then, you know. I understand, you know, then it's probably cool because I'm going to say something else that's going to offend you, too. Like, that's right. That's right. No, no, you, you offended me multiple times. On the, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's good to make fans. It's good to make people sort of uh, question their own thoughts about things. Right. And I'm sure when I as I listen to Project More, I'm going to find other things that I really like. But I'm going to th this project right here for me is like because there's been a sea change. Right. It wasn't cool to be you know, like into the into metaphysics and doing the knowledge and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Understand when I grew, when I was coming up, that was still cool. You got your Wu-Tangs, you had your people that was, you know what I mean? In that, they would get in that bag. And, uh, but, and then we kind of dropped off from that. Now it's a resurgence, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion of lyricism, you know? And, and, and who are some of the other guys that you listen to or you feel like, Yo, this is this is one of the guys like outside of the influences, but like contemporary now, like who are some people you feel like are extra talented? Oh, there's a lot of them, man. Definitely shout out to Mickey Fax, Daylight. Um, um, let me let me think. Uh, obviously Kendrick. Mm -hmm. uh, Absol's first couple projects were crazy. I'm not mm -hmm. sure what he's been doing since then. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Royce. Oh, I mean, all of them. Oh, Sarah. Definitely shout out to Sarah. She's Sarah is, is just unbelievable. She's on the project too. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, her style of pen is crazy. We're seeing like a new resurgence of Black Thought that he's he's really just proving his pen prowess right now is just yeah. untouchable. Yeah. You know, it has me rethinking my whole style. Um man, there's a there's a there's a there's a lot of them. I mean, really, like we're in a time now where most rappers are good. Like, even if you listen to the to the trap and the drill rappers, like they're using syllabics, they're using it's been embedded into the human language now. It's like it's like rap. If you learn it early enough, it's no different than learning a you know Spanish or something like that. You will learn how to think and rhyme. And uh, I would say, you know, if we look back on our childhood, we had groups like you know D4L, Laffy Taffy. We had, you know, Shook the Shocker rapping all over the beat. We yeah. had, we had some. We had. I would say the average rapper when in the '90s was war way worse than the average rapper now. Way, way, way worse. <laughs> Terrible rappers. You know, remember yeah. I want to be a baller, baller, twenty. That song crazy baller. though. Look hey, that, that was one of them joints though. Fire, fire, right. Baller, right, right, right. It was more of a feel. It was you know, a bit of, you know what I mean? Like, but it was simple. It was what we right. would call now bubblegum rap. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but it was, it was, it was fire. Like, but, you know, so I don't really, I like everybody really, but I don't listen to that much rap to be, to be completely honest with you. Like I, I'm, I'm stuck on like, 
70s music, like really, I think that's the, the apex of human fucking expression because it was it was it was the uh, psychedelics that mm. brought it out. Mm. But um, there's a the average lyricist is incredible now. Like there's so many of them, I can't even name all of them. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, you know, I'm amongst a lot of you know a lot of people like to you know make these lists of top rappers. It really comes down to the moment that you get the download. Any rapper at any particular moment can be the greatest of that day or that moment. Mm. It depends on how you prepare your mind and if you're available to download it and if you have the will and the energy to actually get it out. Right. Um, right. You can pay attention to certain things like uh, there's a mixture of tone and rhythm and things like that that you have to have involved too. But you'll see it, man. Everybody's polished these days, man. Like I, I got mm. no complaints, man. Dope, man. Dope, dope uh, project. Uh, dope visual as well. Will we be getting more visuals because that video is cold and the artwork is cold too. Like I don't. Did you put that together yourself? What was the treatments like? Who put together the treatments for that? Well, it was a it was a collaborative effort. Um, you know, me, Lux, uh, Black Magic, uh, Sensei Blaze, Sensei Z E N S E I thirty three. The editor. He's an incredible editor from out on the West Coast. That. Mm -hmm. Put the put it together visually uh for the new we're doing a new video for alpha and omega uh, that's dropping soon uh that was filmed by uh geo and los um and it'll be edited by uh polo vision and uh sensei 33. Mm. so that one's gonna be insane too um and then we're looking to definitely do something for beautiful with Sarok. so you know at least at least a couple more videos we don't want to cap it off right but, you know, I would say there there'll be a couple of, of visuals for this. Right one. when that when that Alpha Omega video drop, God, it's gonna be crazy. What that song is just it, it's ridiculous, man. I, I look, I'm I am you know I, I said before I felt so ignorant, man. I'm like, how am I not already in tune? You know what I mean? There's multiple projects, lyricism is there. It's in the pocket of stuff that I like anyway. You know what I mean? But what what's what's next for you? Like, what is the, you know, uh, the goal? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the what, where do you kind of see it? So what are you striving toward? And uh, and I could get a sense based on our conversation. It's like, you know, things like things are fluid. You know what I'm saying? Like you made a bunch of moves just in your life. And even the music sort of reflects that. So maybe it's like, well, I'm, I, I can only, you know, project so much. But what, what where do you kind of see yourself going? Like, where is you know, where, where will Kambada be? You know what I mean? Like, where do you want to be? Um, I would say that uh, I don't ever want to limit myself, hmm. but I'm also realistic in my actions and the way I express myself and also the way that I'm perceived. Hmm. Um, so there's a difference in the artists like me and a Drake or, or any of these guys who do a contemporary sound and they have a specific purpose and they're trying, they're really, so... There's a couple of reasons why you would want to be a rapper. And most of the famous rappers and the big, rich, rich rapper, mm. their, their initial purpose was to become a superstar. Mm. So literally, if you're visualizing yourself, oh, I want to be the biggest rapper in the world. I want to be rich. I want to have all the bitches, gold, gold. That's what you're going to get. And your music is going to reflect it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. My initial goal was to be one of the greatest. Mm. That comes with a whole separate level of... Uh, situations because to be one of the greatest you have to go through a life that that 
has a whole bunch of different uh, experiences, good and bad, mostly bad, because in order to be a great lyricist, you have to have a certain point of view. Mm. And you have to have uh, you have to have reference points that people can remember. Like you need to have vast memory and observation. So when you're when you're when you want to be a great rapper, you got to know what that comes with. When you right. want to be a great lyricist, not just a great artist, but specifically a great lyricist and a great artist needs to have some kind of texture in their life. Mm. So, um, and it's also harder. It's it's the more dynamic your art is, the the less people will be able to identify the intricacies. Right. So with with my music, like I knew what I was doing from the beginning. Like I knew that I was putting myself in a niche category that doesn't have a, the highest amount of potential ceiling. However, we're living in a time now. So I, I was born and I came up in a time and I'm still having enough youth and energy in this time where you can really um, explore that. So you got groups like uh, Griselda that's doing their they're changing the way that independent boom back is made. Mm -hmm. Gives everybody. And Kendrick kind of kicked the door down. Kendrick and Abso kicked the door down for a metaphysical rap years ago. So mm -hmm. people have the ear for it now. Um, and I mean, the the technology, the means, the resources all allow me to say, hold on now. I don't have to cap it now. I want to be as I want I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to be highly, uh, highly respected as, as one of the, the greatest lyricists who ever lived. Um, and uh, I would say like and I would say a career that would really be awesome to kind of pattern it off of is a MF Doom, I think had one of the greatest careers if you could really he did very little of anything else but rap and that's right. the whole business. that's why videos for me are weird and taking pictures and all of that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's not my passion like acting you know yo right. yo wow, taking pictures being pretty, I don't know. <laughs> airbrush and all that yeah and, yeah um, yeah he, he he actually he actually changed the game like he never showed himself he only did what he wanted to do. His shit came out half mixed most of the time, made right. all the beats, didn't care about anything that was going on, never was on Twitter and Instagram. Never. And I mean, this guy has millions of dollars worth of art. Cold so, following, man. I would say like an MF Doom, but a little bit more accessible. Okay, I, I get that. And, uh, you know, in that vein too, uh, and all that, this, this, this is the last sort of, I got two more questions left, but this is one of the other things like you guys have it on the, the website, which is in the in the, the link is in the chat for everybody who is wondering It's 20 bucks and all of that. And, and you guys have chosen to do it that route instead of the conventional means of just putting music out there. Like, why did you guys choose that sort of route? You know what I mean? Yeah, we're living in the times where um, I mean. Digital, the, the, the digital streaming music is is, I mean, it's changed the face of access to music completely. I mean, I remember being a kid and having Napster and uh, Kazad and Bear Share. <laughs> you know, you would, you, would, you, would, you would put three songs up and hope that when you wake up in the morning, one of them down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, and it's some bullshit that wasn't even the song you wanted. <laughs> in a time where all the music of all time is accessible at your fingertips. Mm. But you're getting fractions of a penny on it, you know, and you got to wait a month to get your investment. In this project, um, we wanted to make sure that we were able to, um, I guess, get as much as get as much as we could 
based on the independent route versus going directly into the machine first right. and make it kind of more of an exclusive product because it, we we believe that its value justifies such. I mean, very rare you get a Lux project, very rare you get a Cambada project, very it's impossible that you get a project like Cam and Lux. Like that, this is an alternate reality for that to happen. You know what I mean? I'm just some kid from New Haven, Connecticut. I have nothing to do with battle rap. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm I'm a hugely popular rapper. I just stuck to the fucking pen, bro. I just right. It's literally like, you know, what they tell you in church and, you know, keep praying, baby, it'll come. Like, it's almost as if you you get paid for them hours of work, even if nobody's there to witness it. Mm, Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, like we all have this this potential destiny. And as long as you don't need no witnesses, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you do it, something's going to come out of it. It's just just an embedded universal law. So... Uh, we knew that the value of this project and to keep it kind of hidden at first, you know, things that the treasure has to be hidden or it's not a treasure. So really we, we, we keep it in a minute, we keep it in house at first and then we release it to the public after we, we, we've kind of made sure that the, the grassroots fans the people that were serious about it um, got it first and uh, you know, it's the best way to go these days for all, all independent artists out there. I mean, you go digital, you know, you get a million plays. I think a million plays on an album is equivalent to $8,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just imagine selling a million singles from your website, you know. Right, right. Real big difference. Different. But very it, different. It, it's a dope point of view because you just did a Doggy Diamonds interview and we interviewed him on here. And one thing he said that he that was a fact, he said, if you want to know how many people support you, sell something. Sell something. Yeah. It was a fact. Yeah. Because and I like yeah. the way y'all did it. Like if you you're a real fan of mine, I got this website, this was my album, this was all my work at. Go support me if you're a real fan and you're gonna appreciate it because you bought it. And I said, if somebody buy like you, if you were selling a mixtape on the corner, if I actually gave you five dollars for it, I'ma listen to it. Now, if you yeah. gave it to me free. You might find it on the floor down the street. I made it. <laughs> I'm going to sit there and listen to the whole album. Yeah. Even if the first two songs, I didn't like, like, nah, three got to be it. I paid for this one. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. It, it's a dope idea. I think that's a dope way y'all did it. Dope marketing and everything. Mm-hmm. So Word, the man. whole process of that, salute you and Lux. And like I say, I, I listen, I got six favorites off this joint already. That's Manifesto, Ready Rock, Cody. Character, Deja Vu, and Alpha Omega is my joints already. Mm-hmm. I only listen to the whole joint at least twice, but them my wow. joints for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's it. Up, Y'all you. got something for the gym. Lux ain't the only one trying to get his shape out here. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But um, let me let me ask you that. We would be remiss if we did not ask this question. Shout out to All Things Poppin' TV. Ask him if he will consider getting in the ring, battling. Because there is a lane yeah. for some of the stuff that the metaphysics, we got conscious brothers, shout out to beat out, shout out to oops. You know, brothers that really, you know, got the, the pen. The pen is working. Daylight's in the ring. Would you ever consider getting in the ring? It's uh, de- definitely, it's like one of those things um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's okay, take Bruce Lee, for instance. He was somebody who the philosophy of his martial arts was, Amazing. You could a lot of people consider him the greatest martial artist of all time without ever seeing him fight. 
Mm. But it would have been good to see him practice and use his swords in the ring, you know, against another great fighter. So um, on that level, it it does make sense for me to at least at least try in today's round to kind of test my pen to see where I'm at. But it is a very different element of energy. Very it's much direct so. energy in a in a very aggressive, direct form of uh, dehumanization. And it's not that I'm um I don't want to do that. It's just that I haven't done it yet in that form. And the face to face battle is a whole different element of of overcoming anxiety. Uh, your memory has to be fine tuned. Your, your the, the 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 your mannerisms the Everything got to be there, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. so it will have to be something to where uh, I'm able to have time to develop myself and it will have to be financially worth it, too. I don't want to start at the bottom. You know, it's like if I was a great MMA fighter and I'm going over to boxing, mm-hmm. like a McGregor, I have to I would like I, I want to keep raising the value of my brand musically. So if that day ever happens the paycheck will propagate the effort of me mm. having to stop doing music and then learn a whole new aspect of the craft because in respects to the craft and these great battle rappers, it it's a different muscle. Like um, I think that my pen, like let's say that I've had years and years to practice the way that my mind works in my pen, my level of color, detail, reference points. Um, I think that I would be instantly elite. Mm. But just that's just from a lyrical point from, lyric, from a lyrical point of view yeah it, the whole aspect of physically being there in a ring and i got all you know i got nigga, i'm not a street nigga either so you got niggas you know everybody's out they they kind of breathing on your neck i'm not used to that energy in my everyday life like right you know i hardly hug a ha- average human being like you know like that might be all the 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 fucking, you know, interaction I get. So it is a whole new realm. And I see why a lot of rappers fail when mm-hmm. they go there. Because it is, I have to, you know, adjust to rapping off the beat. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm very young in mind and body. Um, but it will have to be the right circumstances. Okay. Um, you know, and it will have to probably initially be a rapper that straddles the fence too. So it'll make sense. I can't immediately start battling the greats in that realm mm-hmm. until I prove that I can get somebody that at least um, does both or something like that. Okay. It would be dope to battle another rapper that doesn't not like King Lowe's. Like King, we seen King Lowe's in the ring. A lot of people say, uh, "Shout out to King Lowe's, one of the greatest uh, lyricists of all time." First of all, mm-hmm. uh, his 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 dynamic of bar structure, his off the dome freestyle, and his world class maybe. I would say without even knowing all of who's in the top 10, I would definitely put him in the top 10. Off the Dome Freestyles of all time, there's Mr. Fab, there's Juice, there's Ron Fury, there's uh, Harry Mack. Mm-hmm. I've heard a really, in, in tele, a really in, insane, my boy Taboo. Um, there's a bunch of people that I've heard off the dome that are just retarded. But yeah, King Los is is at the upper echelon of rappers. That would make That would make more sense because he's, not primarily a battle rapper, um, you know, somebody like that. But, uh, you know, I'm not itching to do it, man. I still got so much ground I have to make up in music. Mm. Yeah. Just dealing with those. You, I got Eminem. There's a bunch of people, you know. I mean, Jay, the, it's impossible to be the GOAT right now, technically. Yeah. 
you know, especially like after watching, you know, just being reminded of Biggie Smalls, Cheese, uh, Tupac. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even watching like a Drake or a Kendrick, I mean, they these it's it's like it's, there's a different level of polished. It's different, you know, right? It's a different level of of, and I'm not, I'm I'm super humble. I have I have the potential to be up there because of just the dynamic of my writing, but hmm. uh, I, I'm not I'm not ignorant to the fact that I'm I'm amongst a lot of fucking incredible rappers. That very dope. Lupe, um, Lupe's pen is. Mickey, Mickey, Royce, Daylight. There's some people out there. Nino, Nino Bless. There's a bunch of people. Crazy. crazy. Shout to Nino Bless too. Shout to Nino Bless. Now, let me one more one more thing before before we get the the shout outs and everything. Like, salute to the chat as well and the people who listen to Project. Really encouraging y'all to pick that up. That's twenty well spent, if I say so myself. All right, now. Lux, you familiar with him? You've been in the booth. You you familiar with battle rap, things like that. Daylight, another Titan. They in considerations to, to battle. Who do you got? Who do you think is gonna win that battle? I mean, you know, I'm it's like, first of all, these are two of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, shout out to Daylight. Uh, me and him, me and him are definitely on schedule to working on something. We were supposed to work mm-hmm. on something in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you know, he's very busy and I'm very busy. So it's going to happen. We will hear a Daylight Cambada song soon. But um, you know, Lux is that's my boy. That's my brother now. We're like, we're like blood brothers at this point. You create, you create a project together, you know, so I, I have to, I have to, I have to bet on my brother. You know what I mean? Um, okay. I think okay. that, I think that is one of those situations where there probably won't be a winner because we're talking about two of the greatest pens this world has ever seen. It's going to be it's going to be a very split like okay the dynamics of what makes uh daylight great are first of all he he has extremely condensed lyricism. It's very dense material right. and it's based directly on there's like a centipede form like of etymological breakdown so like he'll be like you know um if he says father he's gonna say farther you know father he's gonna he's gonna give you every interpretation of every word in a direct line Mm. and that style of of kind of fluidity he his basic premise would take a little longer to get to because there's so much intricate detail to where what Lux is a master of his entendre, direct, like in it's more, it's more packaging. And and, and, and when you're dealing with one is like a snake style and you're dealing with one is like a more of like a tiger claw. And mm. I think at, at their, at their peak, they both, they both nullify each other. There won't, there won't really be a winner. If both of them are in, and in, in, both of them are in peak condition, there won't be a winner. There's wow. impossible to have a winner. Because their their styles are so dope and just different enough to where the things out it's it's the whole thing that makes lyricism fire are the literary uh, the literary uh, devices. Mm-hmm. So the metaphor, the simile, the entendre, the the you know the punchline, and mm-hmm. both of them are so good in their particular era. Or like with with daylight is directly the etymological bridging. Mm. 
And that comes with entendre because he's explaining everything down the line without with, and he's using the word in a way, like I had this one rhyme. I was like, discover, discover the disc tape that rhyme, that, that sounds so alien, the discovers. So discover, discover the disc tape that sounds so alien, the discovers. I'm saying mm. the same word, but I'm, I'm splitting the etymology up so it means different things. Right. Like master at that. Master's that. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, with, right, with, right. with Bucks, it's like he'll say a window of a pain. It, he 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 blends <laughs> the word directly in a in an entendre. He shifts. He mutates the language. Mm. It's like he's he's um he's he's great at change. He's a shapeshifter. Right. One is a shapeshifter, and one is like a uh, he breaks down the molecules mm. of a word. One is more of like a he breaks down the word and extrapolates. And Lux basically shifts the sound of the word to mean something completely different. He's talking, he's always double talking. That's why people complain about when he's in, in his interviews. You know, like Jesus spoke in, all the prophets spoke in parable because really like he's the master at saying things without having to say them. And it's, and it, and it bleeds through his, his, his lyricism and there's a purpose. It's genius. Mm. It's genius. He it makes, was, it makes the word timeless. There's no time limit on what he's saying. It could yeah. apply anywhere. That is crazy. That's first crazy. Of all, if you I wasn't, if him. you wasn't a dope rapper on a beat, you could do what I do every day. Because that breakdown is the illest Lux daylight breakdown I've heard. Yeah. Facts, hands down. And mind you, this whole I didn't go to college shit is crazy. You are clearly you got command of the language in a different way. It's, oh, that was, it's man. I'm clipping that part, Cola. I'm clipping that. That was that crazy. Was crazy. That was a crazy <laughs> breakdown of both of them. That was crazy. But yeah. um, but yeah, Cambada man, we appreciate you, bro. You know what I mean? You you dope. You putting on for the conscious guys, for the guys that you know what I mean. Like we we look and go back to the projects to find more. And and I just feel like and shout out to Black Magic, man, because sonically, this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard, but it sounds native somehow. He's a, and like, yo, speaking of Black Magic, I'm about to link up with him now. He's a I'm talking about, you know, one of the greatest. Here's why he's one of the greatest producers of all time. He doesn't he has no extra beats. His mm -hmm. first project was our first project. Wow. So all the beats that this man has made for the most part have been used to make a great song. It's like, it's like, yo, if, 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 if in your career, you only shot 50 shots, but they were all game winning three pointers. Mm. You know what I mean, it's like, he, he's, he's making a name for himself and um, just strictly through the music. Most people still don't know who he is. Like, oh, that's brother rich that, that he, cause he's brought, he's a gatekeeper. He brought in a lot of the metaphysics, the, the, the black metaphysicists that we learned from all have all go through him, and mm. now it's, it's becoming a gateway for 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 artists too. So it's fire, uh, man. It's fire, Cam. What we always do up here, what we always do up here, Cam Bot, is we give people the ISO screen to to talk to the people to promote whatever you want to promote projects, give out the social media and things like that. So I'm gonna give you, give you the same time to promote. You know what I mean? And do your thing. Yeah, right? yeah. for me and that ISO, ISO, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I sold my oats. <laughs> <laughs> I sold horny. No, I'm just, that's very corny. Uh, no, so, okay, I'm uh, Cambada, 
C-A-M-B-A-T-T-A. Uh, you can find me on social networks at Cambada Music, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my website is cambadamusic.com. Um, you can find my new project, Manifest Destiny, featuring Loaded Lux, exclusively produced by Black Magic at manifestdestinymusic.com. Um, you can also find it linked on my website, cambadamusic.com, but it's either manifestdestiny.com or cambadamusic.com. Um, also, my previous uh, solo album is all over the place already on Spotify. That's LSD, uh, Lunar Solar Duality. My personally, one of my favorite projects I've ever done. Um, but yeah, Manifest Destiny is what it is right now. Alpha and Omega coming out soon. Also, it'll be available for uh, Spotify, iTunes, etc. at that same time. Man, man. Yo, 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 I appreciate you, brother. I'm rooting for you. We we gonna talk. We got the project, man. We gonna when the project comes out digitally, we'll definitely be promoting that anytime, bro. Anytime, because this is astute minds like this. This is the type of people we like to connect with, and this is what our our people, fans of us, appreciate. You feel what I'm saying? You rewind time; it's more to find. You understand? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All mine, man. I'm beyond honored and humbled. Um, shout out to Mix, Mickey Fax for making me aware of this. And um, you know, kind of you know, plugging us into the scene. And shout out to shout out to the whole to the whole chat, everybody that's you know been showing me love. I'm extremely humble. I know that this is a we. I'm in I'm in the, I'm in the belly of the beast in this. Yeah, battle. yeah, you know, because if you was whack, they would they'd be like, nah, he trash. So why? Yeah, why, why you yeah it would be bad. It would be bad. So this is this is dope, man. I'm yeah. very appreciative of you guys. No Thank doubt, you. man. No doubt. So we gonna check in, man. You be safe, man. All right. Peace, peace. Thank you, thank you. All right, brother. No doubt, man. So that was Cam Bada. The project is out and it's dope. We not capping. There is no cap here. All right. You see us. We not even wearing hats today, huh? I'm already doing it. What Cam? What Cam, This is what Cam Bada was talking about, right? So pick up the project. It's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars well spent. Y'all spend twenty dollars on that trash weed up the block. I, I don't care. Twenty dollars. Some of y'all be smoking dirt too. We're gonna address that. But listen, twenty dollars well spent. The the project is dope. Great production. Great messages. It's not heavy handed. But if you a person like myself that you know you get into the thinking, you are doing the knowledge, and you you into the metaphysics and all that, this is this is where we wanna. This is where we wanna go to. You know what I mean? And if you just like dope beats and motherfuckers that can rhyme, like. You know what I'm saying? Like this is for everybody. You feel me? So I'm I'm uh I'm definitely in tune and everything like that, man. And uh shout out to everybody in the chat as well. Uh just a couple announcements, Cola, for the people tonight. Jump in the Discord, the link is in there as well. We're gonna have a couple of versus battles. You know what I mean? I got my man Gunner. <laughs> got my man Gunner on deck. Hey Cola, why you doing that? Cola, what's up? Look at my wrist, I got time today. So money bag versus um gonna in the uh in, in the discord. So we also we got uh LL50. LL Cool J versus 50 Cent as well. Jump in here and uh you know what I'm saying and, and get to it, man. All right, because we're we gonna get to it. Yeah, we definitely heard that chess. Leonard Jenkins, shout out to you. We heard that chat, yo. Chess he ain't Quilly, he ain't Millie, he ain't Gilly, 
Hey, yeah. stop playing easy. Hey, easy. Yeah. yeah. Gotta respond, kid. Chess pulled out the Draco and just let let it let it happen. All right. So shout out to everybody that's here. Salute to Battle Rap. Salute to Lux. Salute to Cambada and Black Magic and the whole community, man. Uh, the, the 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 brothers is, that's really for that for that knowledge, man. All right. So anyway, Black Compass Media, man. Subscribe. This weekend is a big weekend. Cola, we got recaps on deck for the people, right? Mm -hmm. We working. You see what we We're doing? Working. The content is versatile, huh? Like I, yo, listen, man. Him, hearing him and like, I, I can't rap a lick. Like I can't rap at all. But hearing him and Lux and making like you get for a hey, second, he like, hey, Tone. Before we get yeah. out, of here, he mentioned something about being compatible. Right. If y'all go get that album, him and Lux complements each other very well on very their well. project. Very well. It's like it's like sometimes it's so many people that like think about it. It's so many people that rap. But it takes, it's like a process of finding someone with the right chemistry, as well as producer, as well as someone to feature on the track with. Everybody don't work good together. I think they complement each other very well. That album is fire. Go check it out. Like I Absolutely. said, I only gave it two full listens. Spin rounds. Spin. I'm, That's I'm going, I'm eating with this all night. You are right. Know. Let's get it. Right. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, man, Black Compass Media, salute to everybody in the chat, man. Definitely appreciate all of y'all. Get with us. Follow us at Dub Black Compass, DA Black Compass. All the content is available across all streaming platforms. Now, you get the video on YouTube, obviously, but you go to uh, your Spotify. You go to uh, iTunes, Google Play. All the content is there for you as well. So we really, really appreciate everybody humbly. You know what I'm saying? Salute everybody. We up out of here. Peace.